0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the ImprovTX Comedy Network. If this is your first time checking out the Podcast Network, we appreciate it. Please head over to your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, or iTunes, and give the ImprovTX Comedy Network a like. And just a reminder, the ImprovTX Comedy Network is live on YouTube with all your favorite comedians on the improv stage. All links can be found in the description. And with that, on to the podcast. Podcast hey everybody welcome to the act out from open mic to the big stage comedians tell us how stories were made today i'm sitting down with one of my favorite comedians hands down you're actually one of my heroes man and i'll explain that to you here in a minute okay but this comedian local guy totally kills it on stage and i've watched him go from being an open miker mm-hmm. to actually headlining the showroom sure. and it happened pretty quickly and we'll yeah. talk about that we're sitting down today with alfred kanga alfred how are you i'm sir?
1: good doc how you doing man I'm,
0: I'm awesome i'm awesome so just to tell you real quick why you're one of my heroes. Number one, you're hilarious. You're definitely within the top five of DFW. I appreciate it. Hands down. Yeah. But also, whenever I I quit the improv for a while, mm-hmm. I came back, you recognized me. You're yeah. like, Duck, how are you? Yeah. And that meant the world
1: to me, dude. <laughs> like, it brightened my
0: day. I was like, he remembers me. Come
1: on, man. Because I think the first time we met, you were working at the Arlington Improv. Mm-hmm, that's that was, right. That was my home club, man. And you were always very courteous. And it was cool seeing you come back again. I'm like, wow, there's Duck right there. So I, I was excited, bro. It was very cool. And yeah. like, and then I started working over
0: here, and you recognized me, yeah. too. And yeah. I was like, (laughs) It's so good to see you. But so let's talk about kind of how you got started. But first of all, how long have you been on comedy?
1: Gosh, man, I started doing comedy as an open micer, 2007. Now, here's what happened. I did it for a couple of years, and I got frustrated because I was so naive. I thought I was going to come into the comedy game and be a touring headliner in three months. (laughs) I just thought I was going to be flying in jets and, you know, just filling up arenas. (laughs) I had no clue. So, kind of got frustrated. 2008, I walked away. Then I really came back seriously a year and a half later in 2010. That was the rebirth. Of my comedy career And uh, it's been rolling since
0: Oh, that's awesome Well, let's talk about first Where you're from
1: Right So you're from Africa Yeah, so I'm originally From Zimbabwe Zimbabwe Africa, that's in Southern Africa Zimbabwe Zimbabwe Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like Mufasa (laughs) Say it again Zimbabwe
0: (laughs) So, born and raised there
1: Born and raised there
0: And so, I know you do a comedy bit About learning English Is that true in the comedy bit? Like, they came in and they offered?
1: No Okay, so so how did Okay, It's true uh, to a sense. So, Zimbabwe is a British colony. So, we're colonized by the British. So, sure indeed, the British came and, yes, they did build schools and, you know, they colonized a place, they built universities and, you know, made sure everybody was enrolled. But they did that in the 1800s. so, by the time my time came to go to school, (laughs) (laughs) you were set. You were good. (laughs) We were already
0: good, you know. So, did you learn English from a young age
1: then? Yes, absolutely. So, English is the official language of the country. Okay. So... At school, you're learning English, you do all your curriculum in English, then at home you speak your your native language. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So oh, so awesome. you, you're automatically growing up speaking two languages.
0: And so your mother sent you over here. She worked hard to get a ticket, is that right? Sure that? did. And then she sent you
1: over here with seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred dollars in my pocket. And she paid for one semester of college. Oh, that's so say cool. you better tear your ass and don't come <laughs> back. <laughs> <laughs> unless you got a college degree or you got money. You know what I mean? <laughs> so,
0: so that's that's how it worked out.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
0: So are you come from big family, small family?
1: Well, two siblings, my young brother, my young sister. But, you know, the African culture, we all grow up, you know, with cousins, aunts, uncles, you know. It was an extended family. So, yeah, we had a pretty big family. My grandparents had six children. My mom has, you know, five siblings, right? And we pretty much used to live in the same house. hmm you know, uh, when I was a little bit boy, to a point where I I didn't call my grandfather granddad. No, I call him dad. Yeah. That was my father because everybody else called him dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. That's the kind of background that I, that I grew up in. So it was fun. It was really cool. And were you the funny kid out of the group? What Without was- a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. You know, <laughs> my family would take that from, from an early age. You know, I was just cutting up, having fun. And I didn't know it was going to lead to this, you know, but, you know, it was just something that was in me. And then go to high school. I went to an old boys high school and, you know, either you, you had to be, you know, fast with your hands or you had to be, you know, fast with the tongue. So, yeah. you know, I used to spit them jokes and people would love it man and so that's why I think I I, I really discovered that I could I could actually do this yeah like
0: a, I for me it was the same thing it was defense mechanism
1: if right. I could make people laugh yeah. they wouldn't want to beat it yeah. out of me that's right <laughs> and, and they don't they don't look too much into your insecurities you yeah. know what I mean cuz like damn this dude is funny yeah.
0: <laughs> that's the way to do it every time so did you come over here with the intention of just going to school or were you pursuing
1: comedy school school was first but then when I got here and I remember I was in, in, in college and I was also doing a part-time job. I used to work as a salesman, believe it or not. I used to sell vacuum cleaners. Really? Door to door. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, that expensive vacuum cleaner. I ain't going to mention the name because <laughs> I don't want them, you know, I want them to pay me. Yes. You know, if I mention the name, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I used to sell this very expensive vacuum cleaner door to door. And I used to crack jokes, you know, with, with, with the coworkers and even in college. And one of the ladies that I used to work with was like, dude, you're funny, man. I think you, you need to, Get on stage. And I was like, you don't understand. I've always wanted to do that. And she was like, hey, man, you're in the right place for it. And that's what I did. So I went to the Brick House. Is that what it was called? No, 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 no. It was Hyenas Mm -hmm. in Arlington. It's now called the Brick House. Yes. But it was Hyenas back then. And a gentleman by the name of David Hood, may you saw rest in peace, he passed. He used to run that open mic. And that's where I started my career.
0: So what was that like the first time going up on stage? Were you scared? Let
1: me tell you something. (laughs) Man, listen. I, you know, back then, we didn't have, you know, Google and all that good stuff, right? You had to go into the phone book to find the phone number. <laughs> MapQuest. <laughs> <to be> <laughs> right. Write that, bad boy. out right. hope it's right. That's right. So I called. I called a couple of places, and, and at Hyenas, they picked up the phone and said, hey, I, I heard you guys do comedy here. You know, I'm funny. I want to come out. And he was like, all right, you come every Wednesday, and we give you three minutes. And I was like, three minutes? <laughs> I said, dude, you don't understand. I'm hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I didn't 30. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes, yes <laughs> He absolutely. said,
1: son, I'll never forget this. He said, son, have you ever been on stage before? I said, no, <laughs> but but I got 30. <laughs> he said, no the fuck you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you come and eat this three minutes and then we'll make it work. So I spent that whole week practicing, duck, in my mirror, my three-minute set that I'd written down. And I had a timer. I'll never forget this. I had a clock and I was timing myself. And every time it was hitting three minutes, I was like, dang. I got it. I practiced again. Three minutes. Bam. I got it. Following week, I went. First time. I put <laughs> signed up. And now let me tell you the crazy part. I got there seven because they told me that open mic starts at eight. Man, I put my name on the list. One of the first persons to put my name on the list. This is when you learn about comedy. So I'm sitting around and people start trickling in. I'm thinking, okay, my name is number one. I'm going to go first. Little did you know that. When all these comics come in, you got your veteran comedians. You got your intermediate comedians. You know, they get first dibs. I mean, you just a rookie. This is your first time. I got there at 7, and I saw people going up, going up. And I went, wait a minute. You know, I thought I was going to be first. <laughs> no, sir. Your turn will come. I got on stage that first time. I think it was about 1130 at night. Yeah. At by this time, there was probably maybe six, seven other people. Four of them were comics who were waiting to go after me. Right. And the rest were Wade staff, and that was it. So I got on there, and I did my set, my three-minute set. <laughs> I did it so fast. I got a couple of laughs and a couple of claps. When I got off the stage, I went back to David Hood, I said, Hey, man, how did I do? He said, How did you do? You got two more minutes <laughs> left in <enough." laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? He said, I thought you said you got 30 minutes. I said, wait, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. And that's how my career started. So I needed to learn.
0: Yeah, slow down.
1: Slow down. That's Damn.
0: one of the biggest things, everyone. If you're just starting out, slow down.
1: Timing. It's okay.
0: Timing is everything. They, they will pay attention somewhat. Yeah, <laughs> eventually.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you, you, you slow down there. and be funny, too, at the same time, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So were you nervous at all? Or it sounds like you were full of confidence. No, I was, I was super confident. Yeah. I, I really was. Because I knew. I knew I had something. And just that one or two laughs that I got did it for me. The following week, I was there. You were hooked. I mean, I was hooked. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't stop doing comedy. Oh, I loved awesome.
0: it. Yeah. Do you ever get nervous now, or you always feel that same amount? My of
1: gosh, I, I still get nervous. Yeah. Every single show. Now, I get nervous right as I'm walking up the stage and before I get on stage. Right. Right? Because I'm thinking, okay, it's a new audience every time. What happened last night at the last night's show does not matter on tonight's show. Totally different. So, yeah, I'm always nervous. I'm always thinking, are they going to like what I got to say? Are they going to receive what I have to say? But the moment I get that first laugh, then I know, okay, I got it. Let's let's go. I, I've never seen you bomb. Not once. So, like, the
0: idea that you had to work through it, even like when you were early in your career yeah. and you started getting booked I, yeah. and you were known as Alley Cat. That's Captain. right. Yeah, uh, why, why were you? Why did you go
1: by Alley Cat? <laughs> it's the craziest thing, right? So that same lady that I was working with, all my co-workers, you know, I was like, we gotta come up with a good name. <laughs> we gotta come up with a good name. And I was like, why? And I was like, yeah, you know, something catchy. It was the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> right? And we just, out of our asses, we just came up with the Alley Cat. Nothing significant, no ever called me that at home or anything like that it's just something that we came up with and it, clearly you can tell it didn't last no you know. no i
0: mean Alpha <laughs> kank is way better i think so <laughs> it's, got, go. it's got a great uh, uh alliteration to it almost like a
1: superhero it's game. got a story <laughs> behind yeah. it huh? yeah Th- that's who i am yeah whereas so- the allocate who the, <laughs> the <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> That's
0: awesome. <laughs> so you got on stage the first time. What was it like hosting for the first
1: time when you finally got the gig? and You got the, you know, the next step. So my first actual hosting gig was at the Arlington Improv. How that came about, Jeff
0: mm-hmm.
1: used to run the improv, right? You know, both improvs. There was a uh, a contest that I was in. It was the Shack O-Style competition. Yes. Right. And I ripped it, killed it, moved on to the next round. And that day... We did the finals. Jeff came up to me after the show, and I came second place, runner up. This is the first time I met this guy. I heard so much about him, and <laughs> always scared of him. You know how it is, yes. you know. But this is the first time he walked up to me and said, "Wala kiki." <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Peach. Come on, Peach. You, you know, are so funny. Yeah. We gonna put you to work get his number so you told the manager get my number we're gonna put you to work and i'm thinking okay sure no problem that was a wednesday night believe it or not the very next day capone is coming to town and they asked me to host nice that was a game changer you know what i mean that was like okay so i'm coming in and and that's when i learned professional comedy you get on stage you do your 10 minute set you introduce the first act you get off, you come back. Now always remember this is not your show. You're on the show, but this is not your show. This is the headliner show. So you're working. Whatever he wants, you do. If yeah. he tells you to get off stage in eight minutes, respect that and, and get off. So I started learning the business of how to do stand-up. And and that helped me a lot. And Man, what a great show to start on too with Capone. Oh, with Capone. That's and, we, awesome. and we became friends. And and immediately I asked him, I said, Hey, uh Capone Kid, can, can I tow with you? And he's like, nah. <laughs> 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 you not ready. Yeah. <laughs> hey, shoot for the stars, though. It's, it doesn't hurt to ask. But guess what? A year later, he came back. Capone came back to the improv, and he took me on the road for three years. What? Yeah. Yeah. I toured with Capone for three Three solid years. And he told me, he said, look, this is temporary. What I'm going to do is I'll take you on the road. I'll introduce you to all these comedy clubs. If they love you, they're going to book you. If they don't, oh well. But I'm not going to have you under me forever because you're not a feature. You're a headliner. Yeah. So he made me believe that. And showing us, I got picked up by so many comedy clubs that I toured today because of that.
0: Oh, that's so great. Yeah. That's so amazing. Yeah.
1: So, what was it like the first time you headlined? Was it at the Arlington Improv too? Arlington Improv gave wow. me my first headlining gig.
0: Yeah. yeah. I know. Uh, I read an article today where Will Sonoma was talking about you, which was a nice callback for me because Will is a friend of mine. Yeah. So, but like, he was just like, Alfred's great. He's always here. He always brings the energy, which is true. Yeah. Like, if you've never seen Alfred Kang on stage, you're missing out because Man. it is one of the best performances in DFW, if not internationally. Thank you. So, because I know you went back home and you performed Zimbabwe.
1: Zimbabwe. Oh, I did. Yeah. I, I did an African tour. We did Zimbabwe, South Africa, Uganda, Nigeria. Yeah. So it was. It was. It was phenomenal. It was oh, wow. incredible. How was that sold out the whole time? The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> How would it feel to go home like that And just be like yeah, yeah And yeah. check this out This is me going back home for the first time After 17 years mm-hmm. So they were excited they were, they were ready to see me Now a year before that I had just done the Heart of the City With Kevin Hart and yes. Comedy Central So the buzz was just ridiculous Even Jamaica booked me And I went to Jamaica And I sold out two shows oh, wow. in Jamaica Then from there South Africa Then stopped in Zimbabwe And it was just like okay This the dude has arrived Yeah You know And so the energy of it You know Seeing people like Damn they really Really like my stuff You know So it humbled It was really exciting So you know th- it, My career has been great so far Well like I
0: said I saw you go from that Shaq's all star To where you are now Yeah And just knowing that You're touring everywhere And going back home And international Like it's insane It's not. So that night that you Headlined the improv In Arlington Yeah What was that feeling like Getting on the stage First time knowing
1: That that was your show It was amazing what 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 touched me was the fact that management and the staff knew that I had started as an open mic here and they'd seen me grow to be a feature. But that day, dude, they they treated me like a headliner. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they said, Alfred, this is your 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 green room. Whatever you want in here, you know, whatever you need, you let us know. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. You know. So just that alone made me feel like, wow, they they didn't separate. ah that's just alfred you know he always comes you know but they showed that respect like look dude you've earned this this is what you get and the show that one nighter it was a one-nighter sold it out you know and everybody came out to see the comedy show and that blew my mind and for me to be on stage for that long it was like okay okay this 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 is what this is about to do more than 45 minutes of material you know uh in front of a sold-out audience it was like okay this is what I've been crying for.
0: As a staff member at the time, we were so proud of you. Yeah. Like, we really were. We were just like, because you were always there. You were available. Yeah. You would always make sure that, like, hey, do you need someone to help? Like, right. And you did the smart thing. And, and anyone listening, be available. Absolutely. Be available. Find your club, wherever it is. Yeah. And be available.
1: For Listen, true story. There was a time where the Arlington Improv, I worked there for seven weekends straight. Oh, wow. Seven. Either featuring or hosting. They would call Alfred, you ready? Yes, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred, we need somebody. You there? Seven weekends straight, yeah. and, and other comics said like, "What the f- is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> you're wow. one of the favorites.
0: That's all there is to it. Like you're the golden child of the Arlington improv. Really,
1: really. Yeah. That's that's my home comedy club, man. It, yeah. They took good care of me, and that. Every time I was getting on stage, I was learning something. And every time I was interacting with a headliner, I was learning something about the business. You right. know, Yeah.
0: And it's a, a matter of that education from being there and watching and getting to see so many different comedians. You know, yeah. as a server for years... I got one of the best educations in comedy I could get. Yeah, you know, it taught me so many things that come naturally now when I go on stage. Mm -hmm. But I still have issues. This is why I love doing this podcast because I get to talk through them with comedians like yourself, who are like seasoned vets, you know, who who are legends of DFW. And then you get you tell me all the secrets, (laughs) and then I'm like, I'm taking those secrets and use them. Hey, everyone, it's just stuck jumping in to say thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. If you dig it, please head over to our website at improvtx.com, where you can check out our calendar for all the upcoming shows in Addison, Arlington, Houston, and San Antonio. And don't forget to follow our social media, all links in the description. And with that, back to the podcast. I always like to ask this question. What is the weirdest thing you ever saw from the stage or behind the scenes or just from a show? And you don't have to out anyone if it's like that. But like, but like, was there any weird interactions you had with an audience member or anything like that?
1: I love this question. Man, it always stumps everyone. There, there's so many moments that have happened for me when I'm on stage. I remember a lady almost passing out laughing <laughs> to a point where she sounded like she was choking. Oh no. And and I had to stop the show and say, Hey, look, are, are you okay? And then you know, she got up, walked around and she had nothing but tears in her eyes. Oh, that's awesome. And and then she sat down and then I roasted her ass again. <laughs> <laughs> and she loved it. So that was one of those instances that that, that really touched me. You know But I'll tell you what, one thing that was a game changer to me, it wasn't weird, but it was a game changer to me here at the the Addison Improv. I did a show and I was headlining and uh, it was a one night, I'll, I'll never forget this. And this dude came to me after the show, bro. And he said, man, let me tell you something. I've never been to a comedy show in my life. My friends brought me out here. But this afternoon, I was ready to check out. I was about to be gone. Because life has been miserable for me. And I was just ready to commit suicide. But then, you know, my friends encouraged me to come out here. And, man, when I was watching you on stage, I was laughing so hard. Something said to me, look, dude, why do you have to kill yourself? There's more to life. Look at that dude up on there. Giving you life. Giving you his story. And, and, and you're laughing. And so he came right in that hallway and shook my hand, man. And I'll never forget that because that dude, he actually came to my shows a couple more times. It was pretty, pretty cool. That's so insane. It really saved was. a life. I mean. Real talk, you know? Real that's talk. That's so because awesome. Somebody send me a check. <laughs> I'm saving lives out here. <laughs> oh, that's
0: so great, though, because that's the reason we do it is for the laughs. That's and it. The, For me, it's to cheer people up. You yeah. know what I mean? And. and and to speak my truth, you know, any way that I can. But that's like it. but I love your storytelling. You yeah. are an epic storyteller, the way you go through it. Like in the faces you make, like they, yeah. I know that's a that's a thing, like they say you make the best faces or something, but like you literally do, like you'll pause and like your expressions <laughs> yeah. it convey like a tag or or punchline and stuff like that. It's amazing to watch.
1: And sometimes I don't even know I'm making those faces, you know, it's just <laughs> but once I watch myself on camera, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah You're I'm just a very like
0: expressive person. As, as it, so am I So Like, yeah. like I have resting b- face Until I start talking Talking like, Oh he's alright <laughs> So yeah. Uh, what is your writing process like Do you write down stuff Longhand Do you go mm. to the computer
1: Bro I probably have Books up high Like I, I like to write With pen and paper So I have books You know those those. Uh, what do you call those, those Composition no? books Composition books mm-hmm. Yeah So I'll write The whole premise I'll write everything That I'm thinking of Like what's gonna be funny And what's not gonna be funny Where's, where's the storyline What's the punchline and then I just go, what what message am I trying to convey in this story? So that's what I do. And you know what's funny is, when I started out, I would write so much. Then I would bring my notebook on stage as an open mic. And I would notice sometimes that, you know, I would drop what I thought was the punchline and the premise. And then you'd get more laughs on something that you didn't even expect to get a laugh at. Like, absolutely not even. I'm like, dang, they like that. So you keep it now. And then you add on to that punchline or remove the punchline if it doesn't work. So it's all trial and error. You know, because there's some things where you think, if this is not funny. But they let you know that it's funny. And there's some... Well, you think it's funny, and they be like, "Nah, player,
0: <laughs> that ain't it." It's crazy because, like, like you said, you'll say a line that's the setup or the twist, yeah, and you get a laugh on that, and you're like, "Where did that come from? That right. was so weird." And when you actually do material in front of an audience, a paying audience, it's such a different experience than it whenever is. you're doing open mics. Yeah. Open mics will kill you, absolutely. They, they, they are the killer of the faith of comedy. Yeah. So it's one of those things. That I like the fact that my set gets laughs an open mic uh-huh. but in front of an audience oh my god that's what it's at. the experience is insane that's like i literally it. had to question myself i'm like they're still laughing are they laughing at me <laughs> play, like, what's going on but it's they you know, love it it's an amazing experience
1: Truly. Uh, do you ever get starstruck oh my gosh yes yeah 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 <laughs> I got starstruck when I when I met Capone. And, yeah, and I think every headliner that I've worked with, you know, I'm I'm just in awe, right? Because these are the people that I grew up watching, and I just respect them. You know, Bill Bellamy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Hart, I got to work with him. I, I really insane. got starstruck right there. You know, and because when he walked in, you know, I'd been practicing my shit in the mirror. Like, hey, Kev, how you doing? I'm like, <laughs> you know. And, and he, he walked up to me and said, hey, Alfred, we glad you have a real African on the show. And that's when my accent came out. I said, hey, it is good to be here, <laughs> Kevin. You want African, I give you all the African I can find. <laughs> I was all in it. He messed me up, man. But do you talk to him like now
0: and you're, it's like normal or do you still kind of get a little so,
1: right so his management crew, the Plastic Cup Boys, man, mm-hmm. Joey Wells, we, we've kept in touch. You know, they were actually here, Kevin, uh, uh, October, he's touring at the American Airlines. Yeah, man, VIP tickets, you know, backstage passes. So it's got its perks, right? It it, it really does. So I feel like I'm part of that that, that whole group, you know, so it's incredible. That's so incredible. Yeah. I was going to ask, and I, I forgot,
0: like, what was the first experience you had with comedy? You know, who did you see first? Who was your influences?
1: Mark Curry. Mark Curry, I love Mark Curry. Right here, 2006, I believe, or 2005 maybe, yeah. Mark Curry right here on the stage, and I was like, dude. So now, check this out. Growing up in Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe is a British colony, right? So we used to get TV shows from England and from the States. So we grew up watching a lot of sitcoms, Hanging with Mr. Mr. Cooper, Cooper yeah. Seinfeld, the one with Tim Allen, Home Improvements, Martin, you know, all those. So I loved that stuff. Comedy for me was, was always something that I always watched. I would watch that stuff and I would go to school and repeat those jokes and stuff like that, right? But what I had no idea was all those guys, or most of them, started out as stand-up comics mm-hmm. until I got here. Then I was like, wait a minute hanging with Mr. Cooper is a comedian? What are you talking about? So first show, was it? I said, I gotta go see that guy. I grew up watching him. And to me, it was just like, okay, man. Alright. <laughs> if I can do just half of what he did, I'll be alright. And he's so good,
0: too. Like, funny. Yeah, just ridiculously funny. I I grew up on Hanging with Mr. Cooper also Yeah.
1: when I was a kid, and I remember just being like, wait, he's a comedian? Like, right. I was super excited about that, too. Right. I had no clue Steve Harvey was a comedian until I got here in the, the Kings a comedy was out. I'm like, what? I yeah. just thought these guys were oh TV God. actors. That, you know? The
0: King's of comedy is such an influential yeah. like, part of my comedy history. And the Queen's of comedy too right. with Monique. Yeah. Like, Monique really stuck out to me when I watched that as a kid. Yeah. And I just remember being so like in awe of like, like, and when she talked about getting a sex sandwich, I didn't know what that, that meant. I was just like, all right,
1: well, she's getting a sex sandwich.
0: It sounds good to I know, me. I know.
1: And something that was crazy to me, living in Texas at that time, I think three years later, the blue collar mm-hmm. comedy came out. And now, you know, I, I'm in the culture now. i mean, the Texas culture. I could understand all of that stuff. So it was like so brilliant to me, man. I just, I just came to the right place. Yeah. At the right Time where comedy was just booming and my love for it was born, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna rock this. And with the blue collar,
0: you know, Ron White got started pretty much the same place you got started. Hyenas in Arlington, that's right. So that's that's crazy. That's a great connection there, Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for comedians who are just starting out? People like myself who are only a year in, who've been doing it, that really need the advice of somebody who's been doing it for a while. The stage and the microphone is your friend. Oh, wow. No one has said that yet
1: because <laughs> it doesn't always feel that way. Yeah. That is your friend. It's like, check this out. When you start going to the gym, right? I mean, we, can't, we are the worst example. <laughs> 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 We're always sitting out here with, with kegs and <laughs> But when you start going to the gym, right? First day, you're going to do 10 push-ups. It's going to be hard, right? first day, we'll probably do three. Right? I'm like, you know what, I'm out of here. <laughs> Tomorrow you come back, you're going to let me push, you're going to do two more. Now you're at five. Next day, okay, I'm in nine. Next day, ten. Now we're pushing. 20, Twenty. So basically what I'm saying is, the more you do it, the better you get. The more you get on stage, the better you get. Doc, I used to get on stage seven to eight times a week. Wow. I would find all the open mics in the city. Sometimes two open mics a night. Five minutes here, five minutes there. My night was done. Do it again the next day. I kid you not. I couldn't wait because I wasn't a headlining or traveling comedian. So I could not wait for Tuesday because that's when open mic starts, right? Mm -hmm. Over the weekend, I hated it because I'm not working. Because I'm, I'm a new open micer, but Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Oh, loved those days yeah so you found all the open mics that you can do as much as you can your stage and your microphone are your friends and with that did you enjoy the process of working out material and, and it was tough it was tough I mean you had rough nights right I mean you, most of the, most of the time with open mics it, it's a grind you don't have an audience you have 10 15 people and nine of them are comics you know who' gonna be on your you know what I mean? <laughs> so, but what what But what a lot of people don't realize is open mic, you're not really doing it for the audience. You're doing it for you learning how to hold the mic, learning how to pace yourself on stage. So you become so comfortable. You know, when it's your first time on stage, some people, you're just stiff. But the more you do it, next thing you know, you're rolling yourself on the wall. You know, you it becomes your fr- That's what I mean when I say it becomes your friend. Because you become so comfortable with it because you do it all the time and next thing you know things come off the dome improv my improv work improved incredibly by getting on stage all the time Mm -hmm. that's all there is to it so you're not afraid of crowd work at all absolutely not i love it yeah i I used to be petrified i used to be scared of it but there's a guy by the name of d ellis Mm -hmm. he said alfred you because he's a king of improv that's all he does you know, and I'm going to go on record and say, DLS doesn't have any material. He's got <laughs> improv work, you know. He'll give you 45 minutes of improv. But he taught me, he said, look, if you're able to engage with audience and then come back to your set, you're going to be unstoppable. Yeah. Because there's things that happen during the show, right? stuff comes and gets knocked over and then pause. Some... You got to talk about that. Yeah. Someone that comes in with a ridiculous outfit, we got to talk about that, you know. So I love my improv work. How yeah. do you deal with hecklers? What is, what is your... Go to. Do you you engage or do you ignore? Thank God, I haven't had very many. But the ones that I've had, I've handled them very well. Yeah, you know, Uh, my go to is I let them know, like, look, man, I I I passed immigration. You think I'm gonna scare you? (laughs) Come on, man, you gotta come better than that. ICE let me in. You you ain't gonna stop me. One
0: of my favorite bits is about your immigration, like uh, going and you get your papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah, god! Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's online or not, but if it is, look it up because well, is a sure. part
1: of, you did a special right? Did you film yes, yeah. we did. A, we filmed a special back in off in, in two thousand and fourteen, yeah. uh, and comedian Q was was one of the producers of that thing. That story was not on there yet. I haven't put it on there yet. And okay. as a matter of fact, we're going to be dropping it here very soon.
0: Oh, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, you've been on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else have you been on?
1: I know. Right TV with Chet Prather. You know Chet Prather? No, I've never heard of it. Chet Prather is a cowboy comedian. Very conservative guy. Very red. You know. Did a show in Las Vegas. And it got put on this cowboy channel called Rye TV. It was called the Comedy Shootout in Vegas. And it was pretty dope. I enjoyed that. And then I did a movie uh, called... Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, The Disconnection Notice. Yeah. Yeah, that movie was so terrible. Uh, they <laughs> paid us in DVDs. You understand? That Get movie. Rid of them. <laughs> Is it really that bad? I, it, it was all right. <laughs> Everybody else did great. My part was... <laughs> I mean, this is my first time in a movie. I it was horrible. It was like it was like watching a bad Michael Blackson impersonation. <laughs> like, What's
0: your character's name, Matu?
1: Or? Matu. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's that's what the directors wanted. You know, they I, I said, let me be me. They said, no, we really want you to be like a Michael Blackson. And I was like, yeah, that's. Yeah. That that wasn't the best idea. Uh, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you want to be? Good question, because uh, you know it's January second, right? January third, and, and we're talking about uh, resolutions. Man, definitely more more tours. That's that's where I'm looking at. You know, forty fifty weekends. You know, here in the states and internationally, and also uh, more TV credits. You know, I'm definitely looking at a special. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely oh, looking at a special, awesome. so uh, something that's actually you know in the works. We're talking about it with some people, and so it's you know it's, it's a lot of work coming out. So yeah, definitely going to be seeing more of Alfred Kaing oh, for, yeah. sure. yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude. Th- and, and if you haven't
0: watched Alfred's comedy, go online to YouTube. There's yeah. a bunch of stuff on there. Yeah, you're gonna have a, a blast. You're gonna be. I was sitting there doing notes and working and listening to you and
1: chuckling and laughing <laughs> ridiculously today. It was awesome. That's good. Man. Um, shocks, man. Uh, this year, 2023. Just, you know, go to my Instagram, go to my Facebook, go to my Twitter, and I'm posting all my tour dates, you know. Uh, we're going to be right here. Can I talk about the show? Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah. That's a, that's a Thursday, January 12th at 7.30. Yeah. Yes. Who's all on the show? I don't so remember.
1: I got... Uh, A dude named BJ Kramer. Oh, BJ
0: is awesome.
1: Very funny. You know. Let me tell you a story about that kid. When I first met him, he was fourteen years old. He used to come to open mics with his mother. Yes, because he was a comedian. Also, he was a comedian. Yeah, Yeah. he was a comedian as well. And I just watched him grow, man. And now he's a phenomenal comedian. You know. Yeah. And then there's another guy called Corey Cherry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's going to be on the show. And then there's a dude from uh, Houston by the name of A. D. Hodge. He's going to be on the show as well. So it's going to be very, very funny. Young, upcoming comedians who are going to be on there. And February 3rd and the 4th, I'm going to be at the Cleveland Improv. This is my first time at the Improv in Cleveland. So I'm excited about that as well. That is awesome. Have you been
0: to the Houston one in the in the year? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, I've done Houston. I can't wait to go. But no, I haven't done Houston as a as a headliner. I've done mm-hmm. it as a feature. Uh, a few times, but I'm ready for it. I'm oh yeah, dude, uh, you you could you could headline anywhere. Yeah, I I can't
0: express enough how amazing you are on stage. I like, appreciate it. It is it's absolutely insane. You encapsulate like you get on stage and you just make it yours. Yeah, you make that audience your audience, yeah. and and you have so much fun. And like I've seen people fall out of chairs laughing. Right, I love it when comedians are so strong in what yeah. they do that people literally have to fall on the floor You're laughing.
1: <laughs> just, that's that's which, the best reaction you can get. Yeah. Yeah. and
0: you have one of the best closers when you pimp uh, Your your social media uh-huh. A lot of people Don't do what you do They'll just say their social media You have a joke About immigration Right, right. <laughs> and, and it's genius It's absolutely Inspiring Yeah It yeah. taught me that Like if you have Important information To give away Put it in a in funny In joke manner. Yeah. That's
1: right Because that's what We do right That's what we do We tell jokes The whole time So even if it's About tying your Shoelace You know yeah. Let's make that funny You yeah. know And the message Will be received And I, I love it I love talking About my handles And, and I enjoy Getting off stage and then looking, I'm like, wow, okay, 500 new followers, just like oh, that. Wow. You know?
0: yeah. Wow, that's amazing. That's yeah. a huge grab. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. I man. really appreciate it. The show once again is gonna be Thursday, January twelfth at 7 30. It's gonna be amazing. You gotta come out and check it out. Alfred, thank you. Get your tickets, people. Thank you, Duck Man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's good you. to see you, man. This you is too. good
1: that you're doing this. I love oh, it. Oh, it's it's so much fun. Yeah. yeah, so so we catch up again, let's say next year, see where the progress is. I'm, right? I'm down with that. I That'd be too, awesome.
0: Man. Man. would be awesome thank you again everyone out there please support local comedy in any way that you can any way shape or form with that said we'll see you on the next one already and there it is. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please head over to ImprovTX.com to check out all our upcoming shows at the Addison, Arlington, Houston, and San Antonio clubs. If you like this podcast, you might enjoy the other podcasts on the ImprovTX Comedy Network. We have The Act Out. From open mics to the big stage, comedians tell us the story they've made, where I talk to comedians from all over and chat about their journey this far. Also, check out the Black Dog Retro Arcade podcast. Straight from the arcade, we talk about how our favorite games were made that's right we're talking all that video game goodness and finally we have quacking up a storytelling podcast where we pick suggestions from a hat and tell stories based upon them once again thank you so much for listening please check out our social media all links in the description and with that we'll see you on the next one